I'm Carrie Nolan. It's Monday, August 27th, and time for WQXR's Washington Report Online. Joining us now, as he does every Monday, is David Sanger, Chief Washington Correspondent for The New York Times. Good morning, David. Morning, Carrie. David, let's start with the Republican National Convention, which gets underway in Tampa, Florida this week. The approach of Tropical Storm Isaac has forced the organizers to revamp much of their schedule, including how presumptive nominee Mitt Romney is introduced to the American people. So how are they adjusting? Well, they're going to adjust this by uh, delaying a day or two, and I suspect that for most TV viewers it won't make any difference. The major networks were cutting this down to one hour a night anyway, and so people who really want to follow it all are going to have to follow it either on cable or on the web. But I think that the interesting challenge for them is a different one. It's not time. It's content. The idea about the uh, convention from the start was that it was the moment when Mitt Romney would begin to move from the positions he had to take to secure the nomination back to the center, as many candidates have traditionally done, so that they can appeal to moderate voters. I think that's going to be difficult for Governor Romney uh, in these next few days, because by appointing um, uh, Congressman Ryan, uh, Paul Ryan, to the ticket, he has really cemented the sort of Tea Party wing of the party, but they're not going to let him move very far in his positions. And so it's going to be a very difficult dance to try to appeal to moderates who might be concerned about uh, Congressman Ryan's positions on Medicare or who might be turned off by some of the social issues that are embraced by the conservative wing of the party. The GOP has been pretty fractured over the past few years, particularly with the rise of the Tea Party. So what's it going to take to patch things up? Well, I suspect that by the end of the convention, you'll see at least a temporary patch because uh, most of the Republican Party uh, is unified by the single thought of trying to get President Obama out of office. And so even those who don't believe that Governor Romney is an ideal candidate will, I think, rally around him, and there'll be enough uh, hoopla in the convention, and that's what conventions are there to go create on, on both sides that I suspect that that they'll emerge from this much better unified than they appear now. At least that's traditionally been the case. That can all split apart again, of course, after Election Day, no matter how the election turns out. Finally, David, the first man on the moon, Neil Armstrong, died on Saturday. You met him in the 1980s when he was on the commission looking into the space shuttle Challenger disaster. Give us your impressions of him. Well, you know, I was I was very excited to meet him because I had been just nine years old when the moon landing happened, and I was following uh, every detail of it, as I suspect most other Americans and certainly all kids across the country uh, were doing. Um, he was very shy, very reserved. But what really struck me as I watched him on the Challenger Commission is uh, how pained he was to see what had happened to the organization that had sent him to the moon. Because... Uh, The Challenger disaster was partly a technological error, but it was also partly the error of an organization that had really lost its mojo, that no longer understood how to go balance risk and reward. And uh, he clearly believed that they had made very, very big errors and really needed to be cleaned out. But he had such loyalty to NASA that he was one of the commission members who I think had a hard time being harshly critical and declaring how many mistakes they had made on the facts. And in a few conversations with him, 
I could just see this caution uh, taking over in his statements. And in fact, he had to be dragged to some of the harsher conclusions within the report. I thought it was interesting that when he did speak at the end of his life uh, publicly, and he didn't speak very often, it was mostly to um, make the case that President Obama's uh, space plan wasn't a plan at all, that the president had basically given up uh, a mission to the moon that was supposed to be on the way to Mars. And he believed that much of what he had spent his life doing was being wasted away by um, politicians who couldn't understand the need to keep this dream going. Thank you, David. Thank you, Kerry. New York Times Chief Washington Correspondent David Sanger. I'm Kerry Nolan, and that's The Washington Report on Classical 105.9 FM, WQXR.